You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Welcome to Never Neverland. We're going to bring ghosts from all over the world. Join us. Be sure to bring your death certificate. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Grab some of that pixie dust, sprinkle that pixie dust, and get your spookiest thoughts because we're flying in to the final Neverland podcast show before Halloween hits. And we're, of course, still having our great, fun Neverland Halloween party with some great creepy type of music. But for once, I actually managed to find Eric Warren. We haven't seen you in a long time, Eric. How have you been? Oh, I've just been hanging out in the Upside Down. Yeah, my, I, that explains that the ghost host from last year got you this time. Ah, uh, no, I, I just needed a, a new vacation spot this year, and you know it seemed a you know nice and cheery place to visit. Uh, sure. Sure. Well, now that we got rid of that ghost host guy, then. Well, but, uh, but uh, we have a we slight, have a slight echo, echo you might be noticing that uh, indicates, uh, indicates that there's another live microphone in the room with me, and that's and because, because when the Wendy Nerd. Hi. Hi. Yay! We got to, the Wendy Nerd has not been on the show, and uh, well, I'll, okay, you're in the exit in, in music, so technically you're yeah. you're there yeah. every episode, but you haven't been actually been on. Although that was the intention, I was going to have you on as a regular, and and you haven't. Uh, yeah, I, I finished my master's and, you know, I was supposed to have so much time to do all of these things and my time just got uh, sucked up by other things. You know, nature abhors a vacuum and it got filled. So Well, that just vacuums. But I'm going to get my Hoover. <laughs> as long as it's not Herbert, because uh, he's been dead. But of course, then again, if he's dead, he may fit right into our Halloween party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before we get too far, though, I do want to let all of our listeners know, and all of you know. Okay, so uh, I've got my third show, I think I've mentioned this before, called The Tower, which is 10 a.m. every Friday, Central Time, on UCM The Beat. If you go into Google Play or your iTunes store and you search for UCM and The Beat, you should find an app. You can listen to that show on the app. You can also listen to Neverland Radio every day, 4 p.m., Monday through Friday. Uh, but right now, we're actually competing in class on who, how many people we can get listening to our show that we make for class, and that would be the tower. So that 10 a.m. Friday, it would be it would mean a lot to me if y'all jump on there and start listening to that because then I could cleanly win this thing. Shameless promotion. Exactly. But it's fun because the tower, I'm playing superhero music. If it's been in a superhero movie, I'm playing it. So I'm having fun. It's some Danny Elfman, some John Williams, and a lot of other music, you know, stuff from Marvel movies, stuff from, like, you know, the, the Superman from the past and the, ba- the Batman from 89, you know, stuff like that. So I'm having fun. Uh, we're actually working on in a couple weeks. I'm still programming the show. I'm going to have nothing but Aquabats music and because the, they're a band that they're supposed to be superheroes. But another thing, I got to tell you all right now because this is burning up, and hopefully you hear this before 9 a.m. Central on Monday because I'm going live on a live remote from campus. 
Uh, I'm going to tell my producer to play Halloween music that I'm going to assign for her to play, and I'm going to be out interacting with, with students, and I'm still working on all the details at the moment of this recording. I'm going to try to play some games, have some fun, maybe have some giveaways, a regular old radio promotion. And the teacher once again says he's going to keep track of how many people we can attract, not only to my table as I'm doing this live remote on campus, how many students come up and I can interact with, but also how many people listen in. So this is my time to promote. So I'm telling y'all, if you're hearing this before 9 a.m. on Monday, get the app and listen in 9 a.m. Central on Monday. You'll hear me do something live. It won't be any particular of one of my shows, but it's going to be hopefully fun. And I'm hopefully going to do a lot of good work this. I only have one week to prepare. Uh, so... <laughs> But so that's pretty much my week right now as I'm really it's we're really cracking down. We're getting to the last half of the semester. And so I've got my big major things going on right now. And I'm knocking things over in the uh, Neverland uh, Halloween studios here. So I should stop doing that. So, uh, Eric, then uh, you're going to Liverpool. Yes. Yes. I am. uh, Got a work uh, trip coming up, but uh, I'm very excited. I get to see the birthplace of the Beatles. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And then Heather's getting to do some... Oh, wait, you had more? I was just going to say, and I just found out that there's a uh, Five Guys right next to my hotel, so I'll survive. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And then Heather, uh, you're doing this Battle of the Brains thing with your students that's taking all your time. Yeah, it's it's been pretty intense. So, like, we have a, a, a local... Um, science, not, it's not really a museum, um, but it's called Science City, and it's a very interactive, and they've had kind of the same exhibits on for years and years, and so they've decided to have these little competitions they have one every other year, basically sending it out to the schools for the students to come up with the exhibits that will replace the old ones that are there. So this is one of the years. So I thought, well, why not? I'll, we'll see if I have some kids that will be interested in, um, in doing that. So we are um, we're finishing that up. So the kids were, were filming their, their pitch to the um, engineering company that's kind of running the uh, competition. And uh, it would be nice if we were in the top ten. Um, I only had three kids on my team, so we were a very, very small team, and some of the other teams I know, you know, have, have large amounts of time that they use, you know, for their, for their, so we were a small but mighty team, so I'm proud of them, Okay. and it has used up quite a bit of my free time, but it, it's worth it if the kids have learned something out of it and they've had a good time. Yep, and also I do cool. want to go ahead and announce to everybody that Eric had a trip out to Disneyland here uh, this past month and has sent me a lot of audio, which I think the only thing because because we have all this going on already this month and we I hope you've been having fun with the our Halloween party. Uh, I am going to package all this audio together and on Halloween I will release this into our main iTunes feed. I might even get it into our secondary iTunes feed. I don't know, uh, but I, I do plan on getting rid of it uh, or getting rid of it, but getting it out there. <laughs> Well, wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and Eric, give us a little preview. What all did you do? You, you, you had a good old time in Disneyland. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, you know, we of course had to go ride uh, the Haunted Mansion holiday with the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. We rode uh, Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, which this might be its last year. <gasps> uh, but we also got to experience uh, California Adventure 
uh, and they've gone and they've decorated the entire Carsland area with a Halloween theme. So, you know, you walk past Mater and, you know, while he's got those little tractors, they're all wrapped up like mummies. <laughs> or over at Flo's Cafe, there's an old Mr. Toad car that's been decorated to look like a spider. And you've got uh, Lightning McQueen as a, well, I'm not sure if he's either a superhero or a Lucador, but uh, he's all decorated. you got uh, uh, Mater dressed up as a vampire. Um, uh, DJ is dressed up with a, a mohawk. Um, but they've also got special music that's playing for Mater's Graveyard Jam <laughs> which are interesting and fun twists on all of the music that currently play or that regularly plays uh, for the attraction. So instead of Welcome to Radiator Springs, you get Welcome to Radiator Screams. <laughs> honk honk. You've also got the one-eyed, one-horn, flying purple monster truck. <laughs> Does it Does eat it other cars? cars I guess. Well, I don't know about this, but it sure looks strange to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is the type of insanity we have around here. (laughs) Sadly, sadly, I had to miss out on one of the premier opportunities, which was the uh, uh, Monsters After Dark overlay that goes on over at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But hey, you got to have something to keep you interested for next year, right? Sure. Uh, Did you get a chance to hear the song, at least, that was supposed to be playing nearby it? No, I'm afraid I didn't. Um, I didn't know if they were air? keeping that inside the attraction or if it was going to be outside in the area. All, all I can tell you is that area of the park is extremely popular. We tried to get fast passes for it, and there was just no chance that we were even going to do that. So, you know, again, it's something to look forward to next year. Yeah, I just hope they don't really shut down the uh, uh, Ghost Galaxy because I've never got a chance to experience and I would like to check it out one of these days in my life. Yeah, it's interesting, but to be honest, I prefer the uh, Hyperspace Mountain over Ghost Galaxy. Yeah, I probably would, too. Uh, Heather's looking at me like, what's that? That's when they do Star Wars. So you get to, you're both supposed to be like an X-Wing pilot, and they have TIE Fighters and everything. And it's, oh, that would be fun. That'd yeah. Be fun. So definitely, that's that's something we got to look forward to. We, we, we're we going to get her out to a Disney park, and preferably I'm going to go to Disneyland first, because that'll be a first for, then for both of us at the same time. So, And I would love to go around Christmas time anyway. But if we go mm-hmm. down a Star Wars season where they've got that run in, oh, well, yeah. But anyways, that's Christmas. That's a long time off. And if anyone has really been missing any of our regular Disney news, believe me, we got a heap of things to talk about because I'm still going through it as I'm doing Neverland Radio. Uh, and they're already talking about Christmas. In fact, you can give to somebody. This this was surprising, and I posted this onto our Facebook group, but you can actually gift somebody a Disney vacation, and you can put your whole package together. Now, I don't know how many people actually are capable of gifting a vacation, but I could see you maybe doing this for, like, your your parents or grandparents or something to, to give them that special thing if you had that kind of money. The only thing I didn't see on there was airfare. But but you could put together restaurant packages and all kinds of stuff, and you know, it would be really kind of fun. Uh, you know, I, so if anybody feels like gifting me a trip to a Disneyland, because knowing that the Wendy Nerd Heather has never been to Disney a, a Disney park at all, and I've never been to Disneyland, uh, you know this this would be a good time for a little Christmas gift. We'd be we'd be much appreciative. So if anyone's feeling generous, not that you're asking or anything, right? I'm asking. <laughs> I am asking. Shameless uh, promotion. I will, I will. Well, hey, you're you're. You're helping the show because I can go and do some more recordings of some things. And then maybe Eric, you know, because he's got his season pass, right? So That's right. 
You just fly. You're on a. You work for an airline. You just fly out there and meet with us. It'll be great. It'll be fun. We'll even let Jeff Barnes know because Jeff Barnes did say that if we came around there, he would try to get us in on a VIP tour with him and, and his wife. That how cool would that be? That would be a lot of fun. But somebody's got to get me there. So if anyone feels like gifting, just because it will benefit the show, and so we all share it together, because tr- truly it would be great to share it on the show. I, I'm not even kidding about that. That would be fun. I want to be able to share this with everybody. It's not just because I want to go, but I do. But I also thought it would be really cool to be able to have more things that I could share and I could actually participate in stuff instead of Eric having to do all the work at Disneyland. I should share some of the load of doing the work at Disneyland, shouldn't I? There you go. <laughs> you know, I uh, I just now, you know, because I've got this trip coming up, I had an excuse to get a uh, a, a, a real passport. And so I'm hoping maybe I can utilize that. For some other parks. <coughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cause that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've been catching cold. I think one of my professors was sick today in class. Anyway, that's actually true. <laughs> but uh, our, <laughs> I suppose we should start our uh, our Halloween party here. So <laughs> probably ought to. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Keep a pixie in your pocket. The Neverland Podcast. All righty. So as you all have hopefully noticed that throughout the month we've been doing this, we've been having various podcast guests come in all month and they've been sharing their lists of, of different Halloween songs, five each. And we've been having a lot of fun hearing a lot of different songs that I wasn't familiar with. And I've actually been going and tracking down some of these songs and trying to add them to my collection. But this time we're actually our people, except for I already gave my list last week with Tammy because she does her show on her own, which by the way, make sure you go to her Kickstarter and help support that album that she's planning to have out this spring. I'm very excited about it. Oh, which, by the way, I found out Los Lobos did a Disney cover album. One of my professors told me about it today, and I listened to a few tracks. I shared them on there that were on YouTube, and holy crap, it's awesome. If you're not familiar with Los Lobos, back in the La Bamba movie, they're the ones that re, uh, recorded La Bamba uh, to sound like Richie Valens had done it a bit, but they're the ones that had done it, and they actually have an appearance in the film playing it when Richie Valens walks up to him and, and stuff. They're playing the original old-school Mexican style. It's very, very cool. Uh, but they've got a Disney cover album. Uh, it's called Los Lobos Goes Disney. We might want to check it out. Uh, but anyways, uh, we really got to do some uh, some Halloween music, but today it's all – Neverland podcasters now. So even though Heather's not here often, but we finally get Eric's list, and then Eric is uh, Eric has got a list. Heather's put together a list, and I get to sit here and just soak it all in. So uh, looks like we've got Heather starting first because, of course, ladies first. So uh, what's your first pick? Um, this is uh, with her head tucked underneath her arm, and um, I guess this is one I got from you. Like you had put together a little Halloween. Uh, compilation and it was one that uh, I kind of liked it's just goofy and quirky enough that it just hits my sense of humor um, right away so it's been a favorite ever since then so that's probably the most recent I guess favorite on my list yeah and that's when we actually heard it first from uh, I had found this Dr. Demento show thing where it was uh, it was one of his little shows from like early 80s and it was on there and I, after I, I heard the song there I had to track it down because it's it's this fun little kind of Irish sounding song uh, but it's about Anne Boleyn being killed by King Henry and, yeah, and her ghost comes back to haunt him yep and so here it comes she's going to find King Henry she means giving him what for She's going to tell him off for having spilled her gore And just in case the axeman wants to give her an encore 
Oh, whoops. Little preview of what's coming next. Uh, now, I did find, uh, when I was looking for this version, uh, and let me try to look it up real quick, the author, or well, I don't know who the actual author was. I think it's become like a traditional English song. It's almost like a folk song. It seems like there's several groups that have done it when I was, you know, just creeping around the internet, just looking for, yeah. you know, different uh, versions of it. This particular version was sung by Carol P. Weiss. Uh, now I, and I did find some other versions of the song from other different performers, so I think it's like it's, it's become traditional in some fashion. Well, it is very traditional English history. I mean, you know, yeah, you, yeah. I would. It sounds think like a bar song, drinking yeah, song kind of thing. Maybe, maybe so. You know, that might be know. why it has that little Irish thing going on. You know, maybe the Irish think it's funny. <laughs> you killed your own wife, King Henry. You're an idiot. There was a lot of people that got rid of wives because they couldn't produce a male heir. It's all the women's fault, but that's not so. Not so. Well, I'm I'm not saying anything because I'm visiting England within the week. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a good idea to not insult the fact that they had a king that killed the queen because she wouldn't have a son and then married her sister, didn't he? It was a relative, a cousin or something like that. I don't know. Well, on that happy note, how about we go to Eric's first pick? (laughs) Yes, I chose Zombie Jamboree. Now, this is a, uh, the, the versions that I've listened to and that I like are a cappella. Uh, it's basically a, kind of a Caribbean-inspired uh, song about uh, zombies coming up to party. It was a zombie jamboree, jamboree took place in the New York cemetery. Zombie cemetery. It was a zombie jamboree, jamboree took place in the New York cemetery. Zombies from all parts of the island, some of them were great Californians. Since the season was county oh, they got together in Bacchanal. They were singing, back to back, belly to belly, well I don't give a damn. They cussed it on my show. show. (laughs) You chose the clip, didn't you? I was trying trying to to cut cut just right. right. (laughs) It was a minor. minor. (laughs) Now I can't put that G rating on here. Darn it. Well, all all we do is we go back and we just excise that uh, little bit. We shall exercise the zombie zombie jamboree. jamboree. (laughs) (laughs) You're exercising the curse word. (laughs) but uh what i liked about this and i because i went looking for it because i didn't have a copy and before eric had sent me uh, a link uh, i found uh i forgot who it was that had performed it which i didn't listen to it was the same song as they were talking about it but the one you sent me by rockapella are the same people who did the where in the world is carmen san diego song Exactly. But of course, you start singing it, and my brain started going umbop uh, there, and and we we got to exercise Hanson from my head. Get out of my head, you evil teenage crappy songwriter people! I used to watch Carmen San Diego all the time. I'm not on TV. San Diego. I was getting rid of Hanson, but Carmen San Diego, the game show, was awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. So I'm that's what I'm getting back on. The what? what? Hit it, Rockapella. I don't have that track ready though. Oh, but they used to say that, yes, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> he even when when he was messaging me the link for the song, he even did that. Hit it, Rockapella. So, so how often did you watch the show? 
the game show every flipping day. Oh, okay. okay. I love I that. I just was wondering with all the intrusions of Hanson and whatever else. No, because when he started going, I heard oom-bop in my head a little bit because oom-bop, boop ba doo It's very similar. Hanson ripped off the Carbon San Diego song. Totally did. But I guess I'm not, I didn't listen to enough okay, Hanson. But to... Let Eric talk about some other stuff about this song. Uh, like, Where did you first hear this? Uh, I actually heard it. It was a group called Voicemail uh, that did an acapella <laughs> version of it. And uh, I don't know, it's just kind of catchy, kind of different. And, you know, if you think about it, zombie tradition has its roots in uh, the Caribbean. Yeah, a lot of it does. Voodoo and all of that. So, yeah, I think it's just a fun little way to talk about uh, having zombies coming out for a party. <laughs> yeah, I, and I really like it. I, that's going to be going on to my Halloween list here, I think, because I, I dug now, it. I, I will mention that the voicemail version does not have that curse word. It says, "Darn it! I don't, I don't really care, but I'm stone dead already." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I, I think if you're dead, you're not going to talk about damnation. That's for sure, because you, you don't want to risk it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those convenient things in the haunted mansion movie where the villain yells uh, to, uh, well, well, he tries to damn everybody to hell, so hell opens up and says, "Oh yeah, you're the one that needs to come down here. Come on down. This, you're the next contestant, and you're going to burn for eternity." General Zod got his just desserts. <laughs> and they don't serve good dessert in hell. And as we learned from a Newsboys song, for anyone who knows that, they don't serve they breakfast don't serve in breakfast. hell either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ask me about that later sometime, y'all. <laughs> it's a fun song. I will send you a link or something. Oh, but Okay, it's Heather's. No, wait a minute. Do I have this? No, yes, it is Heather's turn. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So um, the the next one that I put on my list was uh, the prologue to Little Shop of Horrors, and uh, this is from the movie version, um, not the play version. I'm a big fan of happy endings, so I like the movie version better. And in fact, I didn't realize there was a play version until after I saw the the movie version. And so um, there's a lot of songs on there that I, I really love, and I love the whole thing. Um, but I guess that's the one that gets stuck in my head the most is the the little them singing "Little Shop of Horrors" and yeah. you know. Um, and this counts as is Disney in a backward way because it's Howard Ashman and Alan Menken. Yeah, well, and then you could throw Frank Oz in there, and that's the Muppets and all of that. Yeah. Like you can you can do you know we're five degrees of Kevin Bacon on this Rick a little Moranis. bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and Steve Martin. But, and Steve Martin, yes. Yeah, but, you know, always being the, the botanical nerd, you know, biology nerd that I am, the, the plant uh, really, uh, you know, it, it appeals to me. And here we have recently, you know, a total eclipse of the sun, naturally, that this has been on my mind a lot ever since then. And, in fact, I wanted to come home that, that day after watching the eclipse with my students. I was just like, I want to watch this. So, anyway, it's one of my favorites. Suddenly, the next song started playing, and I didn't want it to yet. Suddenly, Jeremy. 
<laughs> Forgot to push the button. No, I hit the button, but this thing, you know, I'm using a Windows thing, okay? Sometimes it doesn't stop as quick as I want it to. It happened last week. But I have to pretend. <laughs> and it's fun sometimes. I feel like we get a little previews to the listeners. I don't even cut that out. If y'all listened last week with Tammy, it happened a couple of times. So I don't even care. Now everybody got to hear a little bit of what's coming next, which what is that, Eric? That's something on Fearless. You know, this is one that I heard on Dr. Demento years ago myself. It, uh, this particular song featured accompaniment by Mick Fleetwood and John McVie of Fleetwood Mac. It went on to revolutionize the way that we uh, think about London. <laughs> Who knows? It could have inspired a movie. It may have. I don't know if However, that's for sure. We might have to look it up. <laughs> However, our next song is Warren Zevin's Werewolves of London. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Forks Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein And that's, of course, the... Doggone it, I hit the button. You forgot to hit the button. No, I did. I hit it, but I guess if I hit it when it's transitioning, it doesn't count. So I have to actually cut off the ending of your songs, everybody. I'm sorry, but that's what it's going to have to be. But now everybody knows what's coming next, but we're still talking Werewolves of London. Because uh, I think how I got most used to it before I heard the entire song was when Kid Rock sampled it. Although I was I was familiar with the riff. I mean... Exactly. Uh, but I was familiar with it. I'd heard the, the I mean, it's a, that's a very famous piano bit there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's you know, extended past it, the song. You know, this, this song reached number 21 in 1978. You'd think it was in the top 40 for like six weeks. Wow. So it, it, had, it, a, it had some legs on it. Yeah, it did. It, it's still getting airplay. Like I still hear it on the radio around here. Yeah, it's it's one that I would have put on the list um, as well. Like it's one of my favorites. So, good choice, Eric. Yep. Thank you. Although it's a little gruesome at the end there because they're talking about a little old lady getting mutilated late last night. I'm like, ooh, this song's more violent than I remember. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll go on. Everybody heard a little clip of uh, what you got coming next. So what do you got here, Heather? Okay. Um, We're getting Disney again. Yeah, well, it's it's Origins is not Disney. Disney picked up this song and put it in a little movie called Fantasia. Oh, it's um, and and so uh, it's it's that's the Disney connection. Um, I like I like classic music, and so there are some classic, uh, you know, music pieces that I think have been used to typify Halloween. Um, and so I just kind of had to narrow it down to one that I feel was like more Halloween than others. So like uh, Beethoven's um, the the. Oh, the one that everybody plays, and it, I can't think of the name of it right now, which is horrible, because I love Beethoven. Uh, Toccata and Fugue? No, that's not Beethoven. 
uh, but Chicago Confused is, is is a creepy one. Yeah. It's the oh, it's the one basically. It's it's about uh, Moonlight Sonata. That's what. Oh, it is. Okay. Moonlight Sonata, and everybody takes the first movement, and it's very sad. Yeah. Because, but and I won't get into that because I could tell you the whole story. But anyway, but later on, the later movements are not as sad. In fact, they get very angry. Um, but that's another story. Anyway, so the one that I chose is Night on Bald Mountain. Um, and this, this one was actually written, from my understanding, um, as like, uh, you know, this mountain is, is very creepy. It's like, you know, um, Disney used it to represent um, witches, Eve, which is like Halloween uh, and, and that kind of thing. So um, I wanted to kind of put this with Ave Maria just because I really liked the way that it, you know, was put together in um, Fantasia, but that's a second song. It's not technically a Halloween song, so that one did not make it. Yeah, and I've always, you know, the last ceremony between this was supposed to be a volcano was going off, or also actually some folklore based on this mountain. Uh, so I don't know which is the complete truth. It probably truth. was. It probably was some folklore based on the mountain. That well, yeah, that's sure. what they did in Fantasia. But the original composer was he talking more about the folklore, or was it a volcano? I don't think it was a volcano. Okay. I don't. I think it was more of a. Uh, this is a creepy mountain. You know, we suspect things are happening, and so like he, it was. He inspired him to write the the music. All right. Well, let's unleash Chernobog. Yes. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I know it's hard to fit him uh, enough in there, and sometimes in thirty seconds. So, but I remember actually seeing um, during when I was at Walt Disney World, they had the uh, Spectro Magic, I believe is what they called it. Yeah, Spectro Magic, and they had a Chernobog uh, float come by that was, you know, of course it's dark and it's all with lights because this is similar to the Main Street Electrical Parade. But he would unfold the wings and come out and everything. And I actually had some people nearby that had no idea. So what is that? Because it's scary, you know, it's this big devil-looking thing. And I had people nearby. So what is that? And I said that's from Fantasia because that's that film that a lot of people just don't sit down and take time to watch. I've only sat down and watched the entire thing once. I mean, it's you, you sometimes have to do it in doses because it's so much. I used to sit down and I would watch it like when I couldn't go to sleep. Like I just, I wanted to listen to the music. So I, there was a period of time where I watched that all the time. That bit would be a good way to peacefully go to sleep until, of course, this piece comes up at the end and wakes you up and... And Chernobog comes for you in no, your dreams. <laughs> actually, the, the piece that usually woke me up was the um, uh, was the Dance of the Hours with the hippos and oh. the, because it's very lively. So it's like you, I usually fell asleep about through oh, was the tribal dances where they show like evolution where that usually put me to sleep. Um, and then or Mickey, unfortunately, I would fall asleep quite often through That's the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Sorry. Um, well, your favorite part it, is the hippos anyway, isn't it? That, yeah, I like. Well, I don't know if that's my favorite one, but I really like the hippos and the the dance of the hours with the crocodiles and trying to lift up the big hippos and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, Eric, you got anything you want to say about this one? You know, um, not so much about the music, but uh, the sequence in Fantasia. Uh, it it was actually shown that uh, their model for Chernobog was Bella Lugosi. Yes, nice. 
For yes. anyone who doesn't know, Bela Lugosi was the actor who played Dracula back in the 30s. Classic. Yes. Classic Dracula. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. But speaking of, uh, of some really legendary villains, Eric, you got something pretty cool for your next pick. Yeah, you know, one of the things I've ne- neglected to mention at, uh, up at the top of the show, but at California Adventure, like I mentioned, they've decorated it with uh, all sorts of new decorations for Halloween. One of the most impressive is out um, in the circle where they normally put up the Christmas tree, and I'm sure that's coming in another month or so, or in a few weeks, rather. Probably. But for right <laughs> now, they have got a statue of the Headless Horseman, and he's carrying a pumpkin, and at night... The eyes of the pumpkin and the eyes of his horse light up, and there's smoke billowing around there. So the next song that I chose is The Headless Horseman. It's sung by Bing Crosby from The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And on Halloween night, when he goes a jogging across the land, holding a noggin in his hand, demons take one look and groan in the hip. And you know, you just can't uh, reason with him. No, you know, the re- I like this a lot because it, it plays into that whole uh, thing within... Uh, uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow is: Was Brom Bones really dressing up as the as this horseman, or was it a real legend? It's never really answered. And you know, this song within that movie kind of plays that up. Is he really out there trying to spook and scare this uh, school teacher? Yeah, and uh, it shows, though, I think that it definitely is a legend of the area, that there was the mm-hmm. folklore, because folklore and superstition was huge at the time. And if you listen to the podcast Lore, which I, I've now listened to all of it, it's really good, and he's got an Amazon show, there's so much superstition that, that created so much story and folklore that it, it seems believable that this town would have had the story that everybody would jump in in the telling. But you get enough established in the in the animated feature, seeing that Brom Bones does have a black horse. He's established at the beginning that he is a heck of a prankster. And him, of course, suddenly getting this idea uh, to tell this story, and also the fact that he this flaming head he throws turns out to be a pumpkin, and that there is a pumpkin left behind the next day. And Epcot does, you know, go off somewhere and marry some some rich widow. So he didn't get killed. Maybe they don't know that if you really read the story, nobody knows. Like they have rumor that that's they saw someone kind of like him, but not really sure. I'm sure he survived. He just got scared the heck out of town. Because Brom Bones was a prankster, but he wasn't a killer. Who, who knows? Was it really Brom Bones? Yes. Katrina Von Tassel had um, huge tracts of land. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you know, the Headless Horseman, it could have been Christopher Walken. Yes. But see, that, that's kind of the thing, is if it really was the Headless Horseman and the bridge was somehow or another supposed to be the end of his power, he wouldn't have been able to throw his flaming pumpkin at all. He would have lost all power. Ah. But since the pumpkin was able to keep going, see, Brom Bones had meant to only scare him off, and so he stopped at the bridge, but he thought, you know what, I'm going to throw the pumpkin at him anyway. 
Because the pump, you know, pumpkin kept going. But if really there was a spirit who's limited, who couldn't go across the bridge, that flaming pumpkin should not have been able to go through. I don't know. Now, now you're talking about like the barrier being like some kind of force. It's it's the rules of the whole thing. You know, sometimes ghosts are limited to a certain spot. So I do have a, an audio book of the of the book, and it's it's a really great book. I do recommend you uh, you read it if you haven't. It's a very it's not fun long. Story. It's pretty short. Yeah, it's but it's, 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 it's a, a relatively one. short story. Uh, I've uh, even I've seen it packaged. It, they pair it up with another book by the same author or uh, story, which. Um, 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 oh, the guy who like falls Rip asleep. Van Winkle? Yeah, Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. Yes. yes. Which is another great another story, great. which has been mm-hmm. often parodied on, like, the Flintstones. I think even the Jetsons yeah. did it once. Yeah, both both great classic stories by Washington Irving. Yes, yes. indeed. And now, I, I, when we're done recording and we're eating our dinner, we got to go watch that because we have to. It's Halloween time, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, we we usually have, like, a series of movies we got to watch around Halloween or, or even short little specials. Like, you know, I, I, I want to watch, you know, Charlie Brown's, you know, little Halloween special and stuff like that. Which, we try which to get in. tangent ABC, quit cutting out that scene every just to fit more commercials in. Mm, makes me mad. They keep cutting a big chunk of that, of that special out. So we're on to you, ABC. We're on to you. But we're actually on to Heather's. Uh, we're not quite to the bottom picks, but we're getting close. This is your number two pick. This is, yeah, this is number two. And um, I don't know, it's, it's hard to put things in order because I love things so much. But um, I kind of tend to pick songs that kind of get stuck in my head. And one of the things, you know, around Halloween, especially with uh, Harry Potter and all the books that they that they wrote, um, that they... You mean she wrote, they, wrote. Or she wrote, excuse me. She wrote, <laughs> oh, excuse me. You know, she wrote... Um, uh, you know, they, they show those over and over and there's, you know, witches and sorcerers and things like that that are in there. And so um, there was a little a little piece and it was just a very, very small clip of music. Um, and it was later that I found out John Williams actually wrote that. But it's not a surprise since John Williams wrote so many fantastic pieces. Um, and it's actually but, the main theme of the Prisoner of Azkaban. Is it? Yes. yes. Uh, it was uh, something I hadn't realized until I was watching the behind the scenes on the DVD that John Williams took. You know, each movie has a significant theme to the film. And he really thought that this, you know, he, that if you listen to the scoring, the, this music pops up. You don't always hear them singing the lyrics. And he just pulled lyrics from Shakespeare on this. But you actually can hear the music in the in the background a lot. And that was one of the things that I liked about it was that it was that Shakespeare, you know, toil and toil, you know, double and trouble and all those, you know, kind of things that that's classic Shakespeare, which, you know, has shaped a lot of our view of what a witch is, you know. Um, and so anyway, I, I think it's cute. And honestly, I uh, just I like toads and with the little puppet toads croaking along to the song, I was hooked. That seems like so flimsy, but I like the I like the music, but the cute little croaking toads just won me over. So And they never used them again. Even though they play like a you know, choir with the little toads croaking along, you never see the toads again. And this is what turned Professor Flitwick into the choir director. Yeah, yeah. Give him a different look. Well and, and I just want to mention while you don't see these toads Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't know. Where I just want to mention. Oh, sorry. I, while you don't see these toads again in any of the films, they do show up in the theme parks. Yes, the choir nice. comes out and performs at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I think. I think, Jeremy, you showed me some clips. Yep. Of that, I feel like I've seen that. So. Yep. That's, yay! I'm glad the toads still have a purpose. <laughs> okay, and this time I'm going to click it for real. Oh, 
And I will always think of Witch Hazel in the Trick or Treat cartoon when she starts quoting this from Shakespeare. And she's like, this is the real thing, you know, straight from Shakespeare. <laughs> All I can see is the flying hairpins and the, the broom. And You're talking a different Witch Hazel. You're talking Looney Oh, okay. I'm, I am thinking Looney It's still June Foray. So, <laughs> close enough. All right, so, Eric, you're number two. Yes, I mean, this This was a tough one for me to decide on because uh, my number one and my number two kind of both exemplify a Halloween Disney style. Oh, yes. And this one, I think, really sums up everything that I find creepy about the Haunted Mansion. Of course, um, we just lost Exotensio, and he was a you know great Imagineer, and he helped create uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts for the Haunted Mansion. Always fun to listen to. You know, it's great to hear different versions and uh, different takes on that theme. You know, there's some really interesting, uh, well, there's a lot of interesting musical-wise going on within that score. But what I settled on was a recording of a music box that plays Grim Grinning Ghosts. Actually, and that was not the track I was thinking of. Oh, that's uh, Ghostly Music Box is what was on your list. Oh, goodness. You know what? But I can still work with it. Okay. Because uh, this is actually the cue music for the Phantom Manor in Disneyland Paris. Right. It plays it there. And also they play it on the Haunted Holiday uh or, well, I guess that's the right way, you know, but the Holiday Haunted Mansion, I've heard when people have videos of it, it's playing outside there as well. You know, it's it's very possible. I don't recall having heard it this year, but uh, again, it's a very creepy, very spooky sound that helps get you into the uh, spirit, really, for the ride that you're about to participate on, and especially in Paris, because the storyline of the Phantom Manor in Paris is completely different from the storyline of the Haunted Mansions in Disneyland, uh, Florida, and Tokyo. Um, rather than going through this haunted house, you're actually learning about the history of uh, the town of Big Thunder and the evil influence that the uh, uh, Ravenwood family had over that little ghost town. Well, uh, I think I know which one you were talking about now because there's another one. And uh, I, I let me pull that one up. So this is what you were aiming for, right? Yep. Now, when I've heard this, I thought maybe it was a real thing that you could purchase. It was. It was. In fact, the recording uh, that we just listened to was actually made uh, by somebody who had bought it and really wanted to record it and share it with, uh, with the world at large. Um, 
but yeah, this was an actual project that you could buy at the Disney parks. And I would like to like to have one. I must say. Me too. But but again, it just gets it gets right to the essence of what that song is, and you know that that music box, that chime, and being in a minor key, it all just works together. Yeah, it does. It is it is good and creepy, and I don't even know what the figure looks like that plays it. But I either way, I want one. Even if it's just like a model of the house, would be really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I again, it could have been a music box. It could have been a uh, snow globe. I honestly don't recall. I saw the story years ago, and all I remember is just that little bit about the, you know, the person who recorded it just thought it was really neat. And it is. It is, it is very cool. All righty. Right. So, and of course, we all know the Haunted Mansion is like my favorite anyway. So, uh, but moving on, we actually, we're ready for Heather's number one. And here's my fanfare that I've been talking about all month where I just simply go, da 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 Oh, okay. Um, any, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I know. I've been saying every episode this month, I said, I should really do a fanfare. And I thought, you know what? The fanfare is me. <laughs> because I'm special. <laughs> There's so many ways I could go with that. Um, yeah, but I know where you sleep. I know where you sleep, too. And you fall asleep first. <laughs> so anyway. Or do I? I wake up in the middle of the night, though, too. Uh, anyway, on to other things. Um, my number one, um, this kind of goes back to my childhood and probably my favorite TV special was Garfield's Halloween. And I know it's not shown anymore. Um, you know, Charlie Brown's Halloween special is shown a lot and, and it's beloved by a lot of people. And I'm not, you know, and take anything away from it, but I actually like Garfield a little better than Charlie Brown. So don't I like cats. <laughs> yep. Um, so, um, and there's a whole, like, the the track that I had was a whole series of all the music from um, Garfield's Halloween. So I had to kind of pick which one I liked, which was really kind of hard. And I think, I'm trying to remember, I think it's the opening one. The, no. What, no. No. What, what, what was it? I, you actually I picked, picked, what should I be? What should I be? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the one because that That's one not like the opening track. The opening track is "This Is the Night yeah, yeah. I Was Created For." Yeah. We have to watch that one tonight too. Yep, because we haven't watched that either. So anyway, that was kind of, you know, I don't know. I like that because that's part of my favorite part about Halloween is the dressing up. I know some people get into the the gory and the creepy and the scary and stuff. But one of the things that I just loved about Halloween and what captured me as a kid was this one night that you could dress up and be anything that you wanted to be. Like your imagination could just go. You could be a princess if you wanted to. You could be a pirate. You could be a crayon. You could be a cup. Whatever whatever you wanted to be, you could dress up and be that for a night. And so that's one of my favorite things about, about Halloween. What should I be? There's so many sides to me. I could be handsome or brave, a king or a slave. It's all up to me. So what should I be? What could I be? What should I be? I could be a scary vampire and turn myself into a bat flap flap. Or I could put on some black pajamas. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have enough time where I could go into the uh, go as a big fat Halloween cat. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love that one too. I even really even like the little pirate song he sings, which I found out is a legit old pirate song. There are more nice. verses to it than they put in the to the uh, the special. What the one the the fifteen men all lost the tea. All of them drunk except, except for me. Because I who had to sail the storm with nothing but nothing to keep me warm. And nothing inside to keep me warm. Something yo like that. Ho, yo ho ho. Yes. Yep. It's the sing along show. show. <laughs> <laughs> Eric wasn't singing along. Yeah, because I, it it up until last year I hadn't seen it for many years. But the thing that always stuck with me about this was how uh, Garfield would you know try to get Odie to uh, join him going out and going trick or treating because they could then get double the candy. Mm-hmm. And Garfield mm-hmm. told Odie that if he helped him, he could have his very own piece of candy. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's very a great special. special. Although the the funny thing is, how old was that cabin boy anyway? Oh yeah, the time the time does not work out correctly. <laughs> I mean, the, the, everyone exactly. Yeah, I mean, what the thing came out in what the eighties, seventies, something 80s. like eighties. Yeah. Okay, so if he was a hundred years old, that would be the eighteen eighties. Yeah, and I think the pirates are done by that point. Well, we do have modern pirates though, so. Well, yeah, there could have been some pirates still running around, but you know, you're you're not supposed to think about these things. It's a cartoon. I know, I know. It's, it's just it's, fun. You just go with it as a kid, and just besides, that guy may have been something undead himself. Could have been because I don't think he did disappear. There's quickly. nothing. Yes, he did. There's nothing natural about this creepy old guy who's just there. He's he's like the. Uh, uh, was it Large Marge in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Who she's sitting there and she tells the story of it, but she's actually one of the ghosts. When they pulled out the body, it looked just like this. You know, I didn't watch. Tell that movie, them Large sorry. Marge. Since you haven't seen Big Top or not Big Top Pee Wee Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I think it's on Netflix. We have to watch it. it. It's a great old film. I feel like I watched pieces of it, but I don't know if I've watched the whole thing from one end to the next. We'll just we'll we'll take you there and we'll tell them Large Marge sent you. And you know what? If you come to California, we'll take you out to Cabazon. The diner that she dropped him off at is gone, but the dinosaurs are still yeah. there. Oh, okay. Exactly. And we have to mention, of course, this was performed by the great and late Lorenzo Music. Yes. I don't know yes. who wrote the songs. I forgot. I think it was, like, anything I could dig up, it was Lorenzo Music um, pretty much, like, for the whole thing. Well, has to, he performed it, but he didn't write it. Oh, I couldn't find anything. Well, there was that other guy who used to sing the opening themes. I think he did uh, one of the Christmas ones as well. Yeah. Um, Or the Christmas one. Yeah. The other guy who sings, this is the night. That guy had a great voice, too. Mm All righty, but I guess we'll move on to Eric's number one. Yes, uh, my number one is It's Halloween, Loween, Everybody. Uh, This is uh, basically the theme song for all of Disney's uh, Halloween parties. Uh, as you walk in, this is what's blaring, whether you're going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Walt Disney World, if you're going to the Halloween Party at Disneyland, or if you're even going into uh, Disneyland Paris, which is where this particular song originated. It's just fun, it's upbeat, it gets you excited, and it just reminds about everything that you love and enjoy about Halloween. You know, it talks about the moon being full and bright on a starry night. Uh, you feel a chill coming down your spine. There's something spooky in the air. There's no living souls inside. Are there spirits out tonight? It it just, it's upbeat and it's fun and it lets you know that you're going to have a good time that night. 
That's definitely more of the pop version of the song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that, 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 well, go ahead. I was just saying, it's it's there to help get you pumped up, to know that you're about to have a night of fun, that you're going to enjoy it, and, uh, you know, well, it throws in everything that Halloween's about. Yeah, and it is fun, and it is very poppy and cool. But uh, what was interesting is after hearing that one, uh, Inside the Magic, Ricky Briganti pulled out this metal-type version. Which, which I don't know I don't where know exactly, where exactly it, they, they play it, which one of the parks, parks but it co- does originate from one of the parks. But uh, here's actually an alternate version. It's some, pretty much sung the same way, but at one point when you get in the other, that guy starts, he gets his death metal voice going, that's Halloween! You know, it's, it gets very different, and it's weird that Disney actually produced this thing to play in the parks. And I don't know if this was maybe a transition they did at Walt Disney World when they when they switched to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, they played it this way, or I, I, I don't know, but I... I think I, I think once I saw where the origins were, but I, you know, I, didn't, I haven't looked them up recently. And that one, to me, that's going to get an honorable mention for something that didn't get played uh, this month. But I'm glad we got Halloween low in there, because I do like the poppy version, too. It is fun. But uh, it's like you basically got a different – the guitar tracks are brought up. It's got a different beat to it. You know, it's, it's really cool. So I, I don't know if we have anything more to add about that one, because I've got another honorable mention that I want to throw in. Nope, I'm good. Okay, so okay. honorable mention time. There's a song I would have put on my list, but I thought Heather would have put it on hers, and she didn't. But uh, it's another song from The Nightmare Before Christmas, the revisited version. And this is Amy Lee's version of Sally's song, which I actually like this version better than the movie version. I'd like to join the in And that's the the nice thing about Sally's song here is it really does give heart to The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because I think one of the things that also bugged me when the first time I tried to watch it is Jack is ruining Christmas. And I love Christmas. 
Yeah, you like that better than Halloween. Yes, I do. I'm a Christmas person. And Jack is really making a mistake, but he doesn't realize it. And he's kind of an accidental villain until he realizes, wow, I really messed this up. But, you know, I can still set it right. And he he fixes it. But the whole time you do have Sally, who realizes, I I think something bad's about to happen from this. And she's the real heart of the film uh, because she's just trying to win his affections and share her affections with him. And, and I love that the point of the movie is Jack has had this emptiness. Something was missing. There's something about Christmas that kind of helped fill it. But what he really needed to fill it, because part of the Christmas is the love, and when he realized that Sally, and he did have feelings for her, and when all that brought in there, it filled that emptiness that was Christmas. So it gives you a nice definition for Christmas, and Christmas has got to have the love in it. And so that, to me, that is the heart of The Nightmare Before Christmas. So I love that song. So is this where we start the debate over whether Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? It is a November movie because you can watch it right in the middle because it, it picks up at the end of Halloween night and carries you through November all the way to Christmas. So We just watch it twice, once for Halloween, once for Christmas. Or three times. Halloween, November, Christmas. I watch it for Easter. Well, okay. <laughs> Got the Easter bunny in it. It does. It does have the Easter Bunny in it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so you can totally do that. You know, why not? Sure. Just drag it out because it, it is a, a good film. The more I've watched it, I've said this before, the more I watch it, the more I've actually learned to really appreciate it. Especially last time I watched it, I didn't really, I had never thought about just how funny that movie really is. When you have a dark sense of humor, and I do kind of, uh, it's really a funny movie. Yeah, it's goofy. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a little twisted and grotesque. Some of the characters are really kind of scary looking, but it's somehow or another just really funny. Especially the vampires playing like ice hockey and stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's just little things that are just laughable that I love. Uh, so you know, we got to watch that one sometime here this weekend too, cause, or this week. So um, yeah. Well, anybody want to say anything? This is actually conclu- concluding our our month of fun Halloween songs. Yeah, we've had a lot of great music this month, and I really appreciate you for taking uh, these shows to highlight some of everybody's favorites. Yeah, it's definitely added a few songs to my collection. Uh, Oh, yeah. Some of uh, the Mortis, uh, I did actually find the the link he sent me for the song uh, by Fastway from an old film I hadn't heard of, which I'd kind of like to see now, uh, called Trick or Treat, not Trick or Treat, because there's a difference. And this is an old 80s film. I've I've added that now to a collection. Uh, And then... I can't get uh, regarding your brains out of my head. Totally. And Heather doesn't like that song. Okay, I have to add something to that. This week, my human body systems uh, class had started the nervous system, and we dissected brains, and it was playing in my head. Both periods. And I almost played it for them just to, like, inflict them with what has been playing in my head. Oh, you know they'd love it. But I played, I did play one of the classes, uh, Pinky and the Brain, the Brain song. Or, like, they, they do all, like, the, no, they don't, it's not the theme song. Like, they go through all of the different uh, parts of the brain in a song. Like, you know... Hippocampus, like cerebellum, brainstem, brainstem. Not quite. Way. Not quite. I know, but that's what went through my head is it would be a Yakko song. Well, yeah, I, I went completely off base because now I'm thinking of uh, the medulla oblongata 
sequence from the water boy <laughs> yeah you're wrong mama not wrong but actually they they re- the medulla oblongata is presented in the wrong way as, as if it like is like the center, center of, of intelligence which is totally the wrong part of the brain oh, we lost a little bit of what you said there i heard it but i didn't hear it oh over. But yeah, your medulla oblongata does not control like intelligence. That's your basic well, it's, it's like anger is what they say. No, it's like basic breathing. Oh, like your involuntary functions that keep you alive. The frontal lobe is what your hey, intelligence is. Bob from the office. <laughs> Wait, we gotta jump to the chorus. You're all gonna die. Yes, sing along. Yes. You had to do it one more time, didn't you? Yes, I did. Because it's not—it's not good enough that I've had it in my head like all stinking day. Now you have to do it again. Yes, I did. Because we have to say goodbye to all of our friends. It's the last Halloween show, except for. When we have here on Halloween, I will put together all this audio that Eric. I haven't even gotten a chance to listen to all this stuff Eric sent, but I'm going to put it all together and I will release it here on Halloween. So you get something special to listen to. So make sure you check our feeds and make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, subscribe to on iTunes, whatever. Make sure you leave those great iTunes reviews, Stitcher reviews, do all that stuff. Make sure you're jumping in, into our Patreon and throwing your support there because eventually I am going to throw this cutoff where you're not going to be able to get these old episodes and stuff like this special thing I'm going to do on Halloween. Maybe be something that specially happens only for those people who are supporting us on Patreon. That's the type of thing I want to put on there. So there's eventually, eventually it's all going to change around here because I do need to get that support in here. I really do kind of need to help the count to keep this show going. So be prepared. So you're going to get one less chance to hear this type of a show. And then eventually I'll probably, I can just, I can yank these right out of iTunes. All I got to do is delete them out of my lips and account and they're gone. So I might just have this be a very limited time. It might only be there on Halloween. If you don't download it, it'll be gone. If you don't listen that day, because you wouldn't want to listen to it after Halloween anyway. Well, maybe you would. Some people would. Yeah. You'd probably want to hear all these great attraction sounds that Eric's brought. So including something from Mater and uh, some attractions. And he just sent me Peter Pan, but I'm pretty sure that's not Halloween. No, I just uh, wanted to ride Peter Pan. Actually, I got to ride Peter Pan because it's not a uh, line's usually so long. I don't get a chance to ride it. Yeah, go. and I hope to get to ride. But we're getting into November. I have plans of what I want to do with November. I want to have some some guests that actually are Disney employees on in November. But we've also got a Thor movie and a Justice League movie. So we're going to have to maybe talk a little bit about Thor a little bit and some of the characters we're going to see. And uh, I am planning some guests. There's a guy who's been uh, who's an Aquaman fan that uh, goes to UCM, and he's really wanting to come on and talk about Justice League and Aquaman. So we're going to have him on when that movie comes out because I'm actually kind of getting a little excited for that after Wonder Woman and after watching Wonder Woman again this week. I'm hoping Justice League is going to just rock my socks off. It better. Danny Elfman's using the John Williams Superman music, so it better be awesome. (laughs) But uh, that's it for October, except for the Halloween thing, and we'll see you all in November. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. 
And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you.